0: What a is- Shout out to a couple of my teammates. I mentioned them last week. Uh, Matthew and his brother, AJ, they both competed last weekend at Grappling Industries. Nice. And they both medaled. AJ got bronze in his division. He got two matches. They did a round robin. And Matthew won gold in his division. And he actually was able to face one opponent who outweighed him by a lot. Um, Sometimes when you go into these smaller tournaments, if they don't find somebody in your division, either someone's going to move down into your weight or you're going to move up into somebody else's weight. Mm-hmm. I think that's what happened to Matthew, but they both did really well. They kind of did an interesting thing in grappling Is They have, they have a point system where if you win by submission, it's worth like more points, obviously than some, some other ways you may win. For example, if you won by points. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons why he got bronze instead of, uh, silver or gold is because he won both of his matches by points. But I think one of his opponents won, won his match by submission. And so he got consideration, which is interesting because AJ said one, one of the people that he beat, he beat like 22 to zero. Um, but those points don't carry (laughs) over. They they think it's the value of the, the, uh, of the match. So it's interesting. I got to research it a little bit more. How, how they, uh, how they score these things, but I was reading the rule set for grappling industries. For gi, they allow a lot of things that you don't that aren't allowed in some other tournaments. They allow certain types of leg locks, cervical locks, some that cranks uh, in a gi. And normally, those type of moves aren't allowed unless it's like no gi and in the higher expert levels. So I think it's good exposure for for a lot of jujitsu practitioners and force them to confront certain types of submissions and positions that they don't normally train for. Whoa. Although if you're not training for them, you're not ready for them. They are dangerous, but it, I, I like that. I like that. I like that. So as long as you're going into these type of tournaments, you're with your eyes wide open, I think you, you should be okay.
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, I don't know anyone else that did that grappling industries tournament, but, uh, did did they tell you how it was ran? Like how did it go smoothly or was it like on time or whatever? I think, I think
0: it was like a, I think it was a typical tournament. You know, you go, you, you weigh in and then you wait a lot uh, yeah. because sometimes they don't know how the brackets shake out until people get there and then they start matching people up. Agreed. And so when you work like that, then, you're, you know, they're doing the best they can trying to f- fit everything in, try to make sure everybody gets at least one match. Uh, So I think it's kind of starting on the small end. I think they're doing a lot of events. So hopefully they grow and it gives another outlet for those who want to do a lot of competing in in jujitsu and in grappling. Speaking of uh, competing, how's training going for you, man?
1: It's pretty good. I'm kind of training like I'm competing. Um, Unfortunately, I've been checking the brackets and some of the tournaments that are coming up. And um, the closest one is that Jiu-Jitsu World League that's coming up in in, in a few weeks, uh, on the seventeenth, I believe. But unfortunately, is that the one in Stockton? Yeah, but unfortunately, there's nobody okay. in my bracket right now, and it's about two weeks out. I uh, also check BJJ tour. There's also no one in my bracket and in my age group.
0: I am a fucking masters three for God's sakes. Um, well, you might have to either go down yeah. in age class or move up in weight.
1: And I looked. At, I looked at that too, and there was only uh, one other person that was up in weight, and
0: that's like eighty five. I think like eighty two and under or something like that. And oh, um, a 182, 185, not 82 years old. Guys. No, no, no. Okay, don't, don't misunderstand, Sean. <laughs> yeah.
1: 182 and under. <laughs> Although I would love to uh, see
0: yeah. Sean fucking, crush, fucking an crush an 85 year old 85 fucker. Bro, man. <laughs> Take, yeah. Teach, teach that asshole to mess with you.
1: <laughs> yeah. So my weight class is uh, 168 and under, and I'm a master's three because I'm in my fucking 40s. But um, apparently. Is there not, anybody in master's not two? Not masters in my weight one? class. They're actually smaller. Like, I noticed that mm, there's more. So you'd have
0: to lose weight, boo. Smaller brown belts, <laughs> like 62 and under, uh, and I'm like, uh. fuck,
1: I can't make that.
0: Uh, uh, no, I think the you're only other have to thing like cut off an arm. <laughs> the
1: only other thing is going into a gee competition, the
0: uh, oh, and you haven't trained in a gee in a while, though, right? It's been, it's been maybe like, yeah, at least like
1: four years, four or five years, or something like that.
0: Oof a long know, time and a long that's time. a rough way to jump back in, especially if you haven't been training in it. Yeah. There's a lot of things when you got to worry about pants being grabbed, the Pels being pulled. Yeah. So speaking well, of something, uh,
1: something to think of, speaking of ahead, uh, Nogi Jiu Jitsu, uh, some of the kids are going to be competing in Nogi style Jiu Jitsu over here at this uh, Jiu Jitsu world league tournament in Stockton. A couple of the kids started doing a little bit of Nogi and, and, I'll tell you one thing, man. I mean, the transition is pretty weird for them too. Like they don't really know Mm -hmm. where to grab and kind of like how to stay up. And, you know, I had that same problem when, when I was primarily training in a gi, I thought I would never, ever break that. And then once I started getting into a little bit of MMA and then like, um, and, and, and into no gi jiu-jitsu, like I never really turned back, but. It, it was a really tough transition for me too, because I couldn't, you know, I really couldn't hold anyone down anymore because I didn't really know how at the time. But, Mm. uh, one of the kids asked me, I was like, well, what should I do? And I'm like, uh, and and this was like, grab their hair, like like a real quick, like question (laughs) and they were about to leave and stuff. And I was like, Hmm, what can you do? I think, uh, and the one thing I told them, I was like, man, I think it's right now it's all about kind of like more quick thinking and more methodical movements where you're you're a little bit to the point where you're moving with a purpose and you're not just like jumping into weird positions and trying to pass card like you were doing like in the gi cuz it's totally freaking different so that's what I that's the advice I gave him for, for the 1 minute I had to talk to that guy so
0: um, hopefully hopefully the kids do well cuz no gi no no joke well at least they they started in gi and then went to no Gi. I think going from Gi to no Gi is an easier transition than going no Gi to Gi. Agreed, agreed. That's what kind of my experience and also just from what I've observed from other people. um, The timing is different for both. There are some shared concepts. However, there are certain things you just have to be aware of that you don't have to be aware of without the Gi. So, so it's really interesting how jujitsu and grappling has evolved in terms of how now you think of gi and no gi almost as completely different arts in a way yeah. uh, where what's considered a dominant and a control position can be defined differently based on, on gi or no gi. It's mm-hmm. super interesting. Uh, how that works out how so um any interest from your own kids in eventually competing in jiu-jitsu do they see something like that and they go oh like uh be that would be for me
1: you know one thing that's
0: great about
1: kids is like they they suck everything up like sponges which is great and um i think there was this one moment where there were some kids getting uh promoted in the class on my, my son was at. Cause there was a previous jujitsu world league uh, the tournament over there and kids did really well. A couple of them got promoted and he was like, oh man, how do I get, you know, am I going to get a belt? And I'm just like, yeah, you'll get a belt, but it's going to take a little bit of time. And, you know, you got to get some stripes beforehand. Cause you know, the kids do the stripe thing. And, um, I told him, I was like, you know, those kids, they went to a competition. He's like, oh, what's a competition? Because you know, the only type of competition he's really had is like soccer and stuff like that. So I said, mm. you know, it's kind of like soccer where, you know, you're, it's, it's almost like every man for themselves and you, you have to win. That's a competition. If you, if, if you want to win, you know, you have to train hard and you have to do this. But most importantly, you just learn, you know, kind of like where you're at. And he didn't really get that part. He was like, oh, I, I was like, you just got to know where you're at right now. That's something you would tell a fucking adult. It's like, you want to go compete in the fucking Jiu <laughs> You're going there to go fucking figure out where you're at. And then, um, How how old's your son again? He's six. (laughs) (laughs) He's
0: like, (laughs) listen, you little shit. I know. (laughs) You got to know where you're at in this world.
1: And shout out to uh, Magal Jiu-Jitsu.
0: in the Jiu-Jitsu world.
1: (laughs) Yeah, shout out to Magal Jiu-Jitsu for putting
0: on such a good uh,
1: kids team and kids uh, competition team as well. He, I mean, Darius has- Shout
0: out to all the kids instructors out there that teach kids Jiu-Jitsu. It's not easy. It it can be rough, man. You know, when you're trying to teach a five-year-old a submission, but- teach it in a way where they're not breaking their partner's arm as well. That's gotta be like something that would keep me up at night. So so good job to all the kids, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu instructors out there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, But hopefully uh, he'll, he'll be down. And uh, something that Travis told me the other day is that they're actually adding another kid's class where, you know, it's for the younger type kids from I think, mm, three years mm-hmm. old, three to five years old in, in this group mm. where, you know, it's not going to be a lot of jujitsu anyway. I think it's just going to be a lot of
0: uh, more coordination yeah, having
1: and, fun. and like what's the amount and what's this or that. And you know, nothing too crazy, like a 30 minute class. So if anyone's interested in, in, you know, you know, attempting to expose their kid to that type of environment, we call jujitsu will start in July And it should be at a time where, you know, kids are not in school and um, you should be able to get off of work and take them over there. So,
0: hey, and and on that tip over at uh, our gym, Kohaldo Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, they're doing a one week summer camp at the end of July, from the end of July to the beginning of August. So, uh, if you're interested, anybody with uh, kids interested in getting their they're young ones into some jujitsu, but they want kind of a soft intro into it without throwing them into class, but they want to be introduced to jujitsu jitsu like, in a fun environment, a lot of gamification. Uh, hit me up on my DMs, hopq one and give you some information over at Caldebris and Jiu-Jitsu. Hit up uh, Sean to get that information for the kids' classes over at Magala Jiu-Jitsu hey. as well. And speaking of jujitsu, jitsu uh, Trying you to know what, grow these classes. Yeah,
1: speaking of jujitsu, I noticed that uh, more and more, I've I've also been noticing that more and more of some of the colleagues and friends that I've had over the years on Facebook and Instagram, you know, they're starting to post that their kids are, are in jujitsu and they're freaking getting promoted and they're competing in these tournaments. And I've never even known this and, you know, it's good on them for, you know, taking the initiative and, and, and putting their kids in there and, you know, not gloating about it and, and, and just, you know, doing it for them, you know.
0: Yeah, and make sure you tell your kids to train hard, otherwise Sean is gonna smack them on the mats because Sean's training hard for competition, guys. Uh, right? He doesn't have any opponents at Master Two, but he will put the smack down on fucking Tang rooster to step up to him. Okay, let me tell you something. Sean's gonna defend that brown belt of his with every ounce of his being. So all you kids, fucking watch out. Uh, yeah, to smack down you assholes. <laughs> I'm just Hey, Sean, drop let's, kicks. let's jump into, yeah, drop kicks, <laughs> all the new meta of martial arts. Yeah. Um, Sean, let's, let's open up uh, some MMA news, and I got a little bit of a quiz for you. Yep. And everybody listening, you guys could uh, play along with this too, if you would like to. Um, if, what, I, I want to ask you something. What do these 10 fighters have in common? Okay. Okay. I'm going to name some names to you. Okay. Will Fleury. Okay. Christoph Yatko. Okay. Mohamed Fakredine. Okay. Kapeloza. Okay. Rizvan. Okay. Kuniev. Okay. Cesar Ferreira. Okay. Tiago Santos. Okay. Alejandro Flores. Okay. Daniel Torres. All right. And Rob Wilkinson. What do these 10, I believe I mentioned 10, 10 fighters have in common?
1: Okay, one, they all botched their UFC careers and they're now in a different organization. <laughs> and two, they all got caught up for fucking steroids.
0: Well, they are all PFL fighters <laughs> that all failed their drug tests under the Nevada Holy State shit. Athletic Commission. So this is really bad news for the PFL, especially when you're thinking about how much they invested in signing their new marquee superstar, Francis Ngannou, uh, he may end up going into a promotion whose uh, roster is completely wiped out from, <laughs> from positive steroid tests. Damn. And actually, PFL has been in talks with uh, the United States Anti-Doping Agency in terms of having them run their, their uh, anti-doping program. Right now, Uh, PFL kind of just submits themselves under the relevant athletic commission wherever they happen to hold events. In this case, it was Nevada. Uh, Not every athletic commission in the country does drug testing. I know Nevada does. I believe California does. Um, I can't name off the top of my head the other significant athletic commissions that do, but this is something that the PFL definitely needs to get a fucking handle on. Otherwise, this, you know... I mean, you're basically two weeks removed from the big good news of signing Francis Ngannou, and now, I mean, just in case you guys don't know, Rob Wilkinson was their light heavyweight uh, season champion from last year. You know, he was their he was their light heavyweight champion. So now they need a new light heavyweight champion for this year. <laughs> so, by the way, Rob Wilkinson has one of the more epic porn mustaches in all of MMA. I just Dude, let he's you guys good, know. In too, case, man. In case, in case you guys are interested, <laughs> yeah, and he's good too. So. Um, you know, knowing of what I know about the rules regarding like what you have to look out for in terms of what you put in your body, these fighters and their management have to get their fucking act together and start like treating this, the shit like professionals, because this is a lot of guys that are getting digged. And I think a lot of it is just due to carelessness in terms of, you know, just taking supplements that you get over the counter. I, I that's what I think. I think a lot of that is, is, is just carelessness. And not looking at the prohibited list and cross-checking everything. So that's that's what I have in terms of the news. I <laughs> That's kind of a big deal. Like 10 fighters, the same agency, it's huge. same uh, promotion. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. Especially your light heavyweight champion. Your light heavyweight champion. Not a great look, Sean. Not a great look. No, not at all. What do, anything else in the in the news sphere that kind of caught your eye, Sean? Did
1: you happen to catch the uh, Ultimate Fighter last night?
0: I didn't. What did what did you, what did you think? Give us a quick review of it. What you saw, yeah, what, what so, you liked about it, what you didn't like.
1: You know, quick rundown. It's like a 45 minute show. You know, the first one's always, you know, they're always trying to hype it up. And of course they, they bring the hype and Conor McGregor. It looks like he put on a bunch of weight, kind of looks like he's a little bit, uh, he's carrying a lot of water weight. But, um, you know, what was cool was I showed it to my wife. I was like, Hey, look, check this out. Conor McGregor's back
0: on the ultimate <laughs> fighter, right? Carry wow. Is that another way of viewing that he's looking juiced up?
1: Pretty much. I mean, like, I mean, there, there's some news about the whole testing pool what? thing. There's like some news about the. the oh, like right.
0: The, I think he has like six more months to stay in it.
1: Yeah. 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 So it's, you know. I mean, I'm sure he used a a little bit to to heal up from that leg injury, but I mean, for the most part- (laughs) A
0: little bit. (laughs) He looks like he used all of the steroids in all of Ireland to get healed up.
1: (laughs) So the the theme of the show is veterans that have been cut versus prospects that are coming up. So um, just not to spoil Mm -hmm. anything, but uh, Conor McGregor ended up getting all of the- um, the prospects and then Michael Chandler got all the veterans. Now there's two way classes. There's 155 and I believe the other one was one gosh, I fucking don't know. they look big though. I think they might be 155 and 170, uh, if I remember mm. correctly. And they already kind of planned out all the fights uh, based on this weird system. So all the fights are pretty much lined up for the for the first part of the show. And um it it looks good the production value looks good the house obviously looks good the stories you know you can get you know they can get a little bit repetitive or they can get a little uh, crazy because they they some of the veterans they go back on their career saying oh before i got freaking cut you know i got knocked out here or i got freaking you know i had i was on a 2-5 win streak and then i went down 3 and then i got cut like it's it's so sad sometimes when you hear like what the like what some of those people go through, because when you see them get knocked out and you immediately kind of forget Mm -hmm. about them and you're just like, Oh shit, that's it. But you know, these people, they they get knocked out, changed their life. You know, like they're, they, they lose sponsors or they, they go back to their day jobs or they, you know, once they're out of the UFC, it's like, they, they really don't know what to do. So, you know, they had one fight uh, go on. It was a veteran versus, obviously it was a veteran versus a prospect veteran knocks him out in like freaking 8 seconds or something like that. Um, the the guy's name was Roosevelt Jesus. Roberts. I've seen him before. He got he got viciously knocked out his last fight. So uh, that's what I was talking about where he, he you know he, they go back on kind of like a history of what the dude went through and it's fucking
0: crazy, man. So okay. Well, it's it's good that they get into the background of especially of these veterans yes. cuz it is there's so much turnover really in the the middle and lower tier uh level yeah. of MMA fighters in all of the promotions, you know, UFC, Bellator, PFL, one championship. It's get you get it's easy to lose track of all these guys. Yeah. So, I'm going to count on you to kind of let me know whether it's worth me watching. Yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. you know like it's kind of hard for me uh to keep track of it. But um but, but, but seriously though, recap for me again, just how juicy this Conor McGregor look on this? He gym. looks
1: fucking juicy, man. And you know, I, like my, <laughs> my wife was like this, she goes, is he even going to like go in there and train with them? So I was like, you know what? I don't know. Let's find out. He was actually in there sparring with those guys. And I was just like, man, he looks good. Like he, you know, he's yeah. very strike centric as far as like his style and coaching, but um, one other, one other interesting tidbit is there's two people that are actually from his gym and they're on opposing teams, different weight classes, obviously. Oh, and then, um, there's also one fighter that actually won the ultimate fighter and he's back because he got cut.
0: So, oh, isn't that okay. kind of crazy? But yeah, no, it looks mean, like a good shit, season. Though. It's, it's, it's good that, you know, it's nice to see that certain people get like a second chance at it. Yeah. So I could feel good about that. Um, well, that's, with that, you want to just go ahead and jump into the events that are coming up this weekend? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Okay. So first one up, UFC this Saturday at the Apex in Las Vegas, um, main car, the uh, main event, Kai Car France versus Amir Al-Bazi. Uh, fly, fighting at flyweight. This one's a pick em fight. They're both at minus 110. Uh, who you got for this one? Kaikar France is a fun fighter uh, to watch. And uh, putting it on the line against the number seven ranked, uh, Albazi, Car France, currently number three at flyweight. Who, who do you got for this one?
1: You know, I was having trouble with this, and I was listening to other uh, podcasts to kind of see what their um, outlook was on uh, this you know, this matchup and, uh, you know, Kara France has been alternating, uh, he alternated wins and losses in his, you know, last few fights, but, uh, he, you know, he was on a huge win streak. He's a veteran. He's fought pretty much for the title. Um, but I think that Amir Al-Bazi, you know, he's an up and coming, uh, he's number seven. Uh, he trains out of Vegas with the, uh, Basharat brothers over there at Extreme Couture. I just watched his last yeah, fight. Coming off a all- win as well yeah coming off a win it's a tough uh guy with the last name Figueroa. if you don't know who that is that's davis Figueiredo's uh, oh brother. yeah um but you know the guy's got the total package he's got power he's got submissions he's got takedowns so i'm gonna go with the albazi just uh just based off of hype you know like he's you know, he's hungry hard car <laughs> france he's he's kind of tasted the light he's fought on his home soil and um, he's really good, but I just think that Amir might be a little bit too much, too much power and uh, a little bit too much on the ground. You know, Kai doesn't do really well against uh, strong grapplers, but um, I think Amir might be able to pound him out and f- eventually get a submission.
0: But, you know, like Kai Carr's take down the is rated at 87%. Do you mm-hmm. think uh, Al-Bazi's takedowns? you know his takedown Al-Bazi's takedown accuracy is only at 50%. You think he has enough in him to take Kai Car France down?
1: I think he can if if these are clinch takedowns. Like if if he's mm. if he's not going to be shooting or anything like that. I think that's what uh Kai France was dealing with before. He's he's dealt with uh with the clinch uh as well, but I just think um, Albazi's pretty big for the weight class. He's He carries a lot more muscle, uh, He's mm. but he has a gas tank, so I think he's going to be able to sustain uh, pretty much all five rounds if, if he needs to, but I, I think he can get Kaikar France down.
0: All right, I like that call. You know, a uh, win percentage, 56% of his wins are by submission, so you know like he's a menace on the ground. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with the experience of Kaikar France, I think, to get in there. You know, 46% of Kaikara France's wins are by KO, TKO. Mm-hmm. I think he might make Albazi pay coming in for the grappling exchange. So I'm going to go with Kaikara France and I'll bet you a Reposado on oh, it. Oh yeah. We're going to get really drunk the next time we <laughs> see each other. We owe each other a lot of drinks, bro. <laughs> Man. How about, we, let's go into the co event, featherweight fight. Uh, Alex Caceres, a fan favorite, versus Daniel P- Pineda. Uh, Caceres is only a minus 175 favorite. Pineda, a plus 150 underdog. Who do you got for this one?
1: You know, it's almost kind of like a battle of veterans because if you think about Daniel Pineda, he's been around for a long time. Even, I think he was even in mm-hmm. one of the early UFC video games, which was kind of crazy because. Wow. Um, Back wow. when, back when UFC had those kind of like less intuitive video games, he was actually one of the players in there. And, you know, he went through a string of uh, injuries. I think he was even cut and he, they brought him back. Um, and, you know, he's had mix, mixed results. He went on a run, but I just feel like, you know, Alex Caceres, he's been on a really good win streak, but you know, I might change my pick, man. I think I'm going to go Daniel Pineda. I think uh, Alex Caceres has trouble with uh, good grapplers and Daniel Pineda always been a good grappler.
0: Okay. Well, you know, like, um, it's not a terrible call. You know, Daniel Pineda is only a plus 150 underdog, and Alex Caceres is only a minus 175 favorite. So I don't think it's a terrible call. I'm impressed with Alex Caceres' improvement as a fighter. You know, he he entered the UFC as very tricky, athletic, but now as he's evolved, he's really shown some real good fight IQ, Mm -hmm. fight smarts and just real toughness at featherweight. Um, so I'm going to go with Alex Caseras on this one. I'm going to go with that experience. He's, um, I think he's going to come in there with a lot of confidence against Daniel Pineda, being able to have an answer for all that, he, that Daniel might bring. So that, bet you another Repasado on that. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, the lightweight fight? You know, one of my favorites, the all-time UFC veteran, Jim Miller versus Jared Gordon. Jim Miller's still doing it. Only a plus 160 underdog. Jared Gordon, he's a minus 190 favorite. Well, How do you see this fight unfolding?
1: You know, Jim Miller's a super duper vet. You know, Jared Gordon coming off that, uh, I think it was a headbutt. No contest against Bobby Green. Yeah, you know prior yeah, to that, right. he, you know he went through that Patty Pimblett thing, and you know, he's probably just been itching to get a good fight in. And you know Jim Miller is a good dance partner if that's what he's asking for. you know, He comes forward, but I feel like Jared Gordon might clip him, and um, you know Jim Miller just, you know your chin starts to go when you start getting a little bit older. Um, and we've seen Jim Miller get Ugh. stopped before, so I think Jared Gordon. Uh, <laughs> Don't say that, man. <laughs> yeah. I think Jared Gordon stops him, but I, I really do. My heart says Jim Miller wins, so he can continue his uh, his all time. Is it all time wins, all time wins, or all time appearance? Uh,
0: I think he has the all time wins record yeah. in the UFC. I think that's fucking amazing. I think man. it is an amazing. You know, like in in terms of veterans, who's also on this card, and he's actually on the prelims uh, at heavyweight, Andre Arlovsky. Former heavyweight champion is also on this card. He's fighting Dontale uh, Mays. Um, Andre Olafsky, only a plus 105 underdog, and Mays, only a minus 125 favorite. So I give, you know. I give Andre Lasky's a puncher's chance against anybody, oh, yeah. but you want to talk about chinny. I mean, that's somebody who's, <laughs> who's, I just, every time he gets punched, I always cringe. Cause I'm like, I, Oh, I that's know. the one that's going to like knock us. him out. Yeah. That's yeah. so like, I'm going to be watching that and cheering for the old guy. Any other, <laughs> any other matchup on this card, Sean, that you're looking forward yeah. to uh,
1: uh, ultimate fighter winner, Tim Elliott, He's fighting uh, Victor Altamorano. Mm-hmm. You know, Mexico, I keep saying this, man. Me- they got a Mexican dude on here every week now. So the Mexican fighters are coming up, man. And then uh, Abu Nurmagomedov, you know who I'm picking.
0: Um, <laughs> he actually really is related <laughs> to... Uh, say could say the say the name of his opponent. Give give respect to Nurmagomedov's <laughs> opponent.
1: Elizu Dos Santos. Say it. Sorry, brother. There you go. <laughs> hey, that's a pick-em fight.
0: That's a bit. They're both minus one ten. Yeah. So take your pick, folks. And don't blame us if you picked wrong.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then even. uh interested in this Jamie Malarkey. I think did Jamie Mularkey win the ultimate fighter also? I'm not sure. Uh that against, sounds familiar. Yeah. Muhammad John uh, Naimov from Dutchistan. Damn, I don't even know who the
0: fuck that is. He's uh, a big favorite though. He's a minus minus three twenty five yeah, favorite, and is going a plus two seventy underdog. So there's something. So here's what Naimov. They don't even have a picture of him up here, <laughs> but they gave him a big like number at minus three twenty five. So something's going well, that's on. Fucking weird, <laughs> man. I'm gonna see if they what have about, a photo of him. And,
1: oh, they do have a photo of him.
0: Uh, what about what uh, about the strawweight bout uh, Elise Reed versus Yu Fry? You mm-hmm. know, Junior Fry with that uh, coming off that. Uh, um, that uh, excuse me, that win. Wait, they came up. No, she came off a loss. Yeah. Um, excuse me, they're both in coming off a loss. I kind of feel like when you have two fighters coming off a loss, um, especially in, in the UFC, they're gonna like bring something for their next performance because they might be both fighting for their job. Yeah, so um, I'm interested to see how that shakes out. What, 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 any other uh matchup on this card you're looking forward to, Sean?
1: Yeah, I was actually looking forward to the Junior Five. 5- uh, fight you know i've been watching her ever since uh, her fights in Invicta she was a former champion i've mentioned this before uh, she's also up a weight class i think you're the one who put me on to her yeah and unfortunately she's just had mixed reviews and you know she's lacking a lot of the power that you know the, the her that her opponents have and unfortunately mm-hmm. you know she lost last time by knockout and it was you know, that's that's not right. That's always... right. I misremembered
0: it. She, she was the one being knocked out. So yeah. She wasn't the one that did the knockout. I confused it. Sorry, guys. <laughs>
1: you know, her last win was in, it was like a, what, 2021. So hoping that she pulls out a win because, you know, I'm, I'm surprised that she even got this fight because I thought she would get, get cut by now. But you're probably
0: right. This is probably one of those fight for your job type fights. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. You know. Well, that that's this weekend, uh, this Saturday, guys. UFC Fight Night. Uh, hit us up on our social media, guys. Let us know what your picks are. Yeah. Let us know what your analysis is of these of these fights, and let us know which matchups you guys are looking forward to and who you're rooting for. Uh, also, this weekend, one Fight Night Eleven, okay, going on at Lumpinee Boxing oh, Stadium yeah. in Bangkok, Thailand. Uh, actually, it's, it's this weekend. Eight days, so it's kind of like early next week or something like that. Um, so that's uh, happening. Let's see. Oh, I might be jumping the gun. That's actually next week. I'm sorry, guys. That's no. next week. So <laughs> other than that, there's only um, a one Friday fights, so all Muay Thai fights going on on one championship. So sorry about that, Sean. I jumped the gun on that one.
1: <laughs> any? Uh, do you have any uh, early predictions for that one?
0: Oh, for the... Uh, one fight, night eleven. Yeah, because that dude is oh. a
1: reader. So that motherfucker, man. Every, every time I doubt that guy, he just fucking kicks everyone's ass.
0: Yeah, he, he he's the lightweight Muay Thai world championship champion for one. He's fighting Dmitry Menshikov. Uh, I gotta look at that one again. Um, but I know what you mean. Um, uh, with that fight, uh, Sean. So I I don't have an early pick for that one. Uh, but in submission grappling, uh. Cade Rotolo going against Tommy Langeker from Norway that should be interesting there's also featherweight kickboxing fight Superbon going ta- yeah. against uh, Typhoon kind Oskan of, I had the opportunity to share a dinner table with Superbon in Thailand nice. when I was out there because uh, he was friends with one of our head coaches out there um, Nikki Holskin yeah. going against Aryan Sadekovic in uh, lightweight kickboxing so a lot of, oh um and amber in strawweight kitchen. muay thai martin Micheletto versus amber kitchen yeah that's a good fight so that's going to be interesting so that's going on next week we'll maybe go we'll dive into it a little bit more as that as that approaches. so sorry guys i got super excited about that <laughs> <laughs> that's happening that's happening uh next week is there, there right. any fucking so boxing or anything
1: eat. coming like this weekend
0: is there any boxing? no not this not, not, nothing too uh, nothing too huge going on uh, this weekend NBA finals. with that and NBA, NBA Finals are starting tomorrow uh I got. am a big uh, basketball fan I think it's gonna be Denver at most six games I think it'll be five Shit. but I think you know Miami might be able to take two uh, I think they overperformed I think they caught Boston at a bad time they definitely earned it Boston definitely didn't deserve to win that series they didn't play good enough uh, but uh, Denver has just been looking so good all season and that team is fun to watch. And, uh, Nikola Jokic is just fucking crazy. That guy is a, a basketball computer. Uh, so it, it'll be a fun series to watch. I think because, you know, Miami, they fucking grind you down, but Denver plays super smart. So I'm looking forward to that. You, you, um, you have any skin in the game. You give a shit about who wins this you know, one. I, I, I'm just glad that, cause, you know, for me, you know, I don't watch too much basketball. You know,
1: I'm, I am a fan of the Warriors only because they are the local team, but um, mm-hmm. it's, you'll be surprised at how a lot of people get real spiritual about this stuff. A lot of people were really talking about the the Warriors losing to the Lakers and whatnot and, you know, might... Especially Filipinos. There's always Filipino families in LA and then there's Filipino family out in the <laughs> Bay. So I noticed that some of my cousins they were going back and forth fucking saying some fighting words about the whole uh LeBron and freaking and talking Step shit hurry. and bandwagon talk. I'm just like, You guys suck. Go go learn some jiu jitsu. Come on. Let's go. Settle it on the mats.
0: <laughs> guys, I know like uh this is um, mostly an MMA podcast and we touch on other other combat sports but I do feel as a martial artist there's something to learn from other sports that are not oh, combat yeah. related there are Every certain men- competitive mentalities practice habits mindsets that you could learn from athletes of other sports so I am a big fan of basketball I do follow baseball I, I follow football um, I'm not as big a fan of football as I used to be, but so that's why you'll, you'll hear me reference some basketball shit on this podcast as well. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so like, Hey, if you guys have any view on the NBA finals, let us know. I'm, I'm interested to hear that. I know Sean maybe doesn't give a shit, but <laughs> <laughs> I give a shit. So let me know who you got. Okay. And whether we need to bet some reposado on it. <laughs> yeah. We're probably gonna have to <laughs> what's the do rest of your anyway? week look like, man? We're going to do, up?
1: We're gonna have to do that anyway. We're going to do a Reposado yeah. bet on the finals or something.
0: Okay. I'm down. I'm down. What's so you, the rest of your week so wait, like, You said,
1: You said Denver in six?
0: I said Denver in, in five, maybe six. Okay. So I'll say Miami
1: in six. In
0: six? Whoa, look yeah. at you. All right. All Miami right. I'm down. Six. I'm down. <laughs> Man, there's going to be a lot of drinking Fuck. going on. Somebody's uh, going to be drinking... Or maybe we bet so much that everything evened out. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Win loss, trading wins and losses. What's the the rest of your week look like, bro?
1: Oh, man. So this week, uh, just finished up on some work. We were pretty busy last week with video and stuff like that. Um, And I think tomorrow I'm going to be hanging out with the rooftop elementary school dads. The dads are going out to the um what the fuck what is it called again the Glen, the glenn park station a little dive bar over there uh in Glen park okay. so we're, i'm gonna be going hanging out with the dads a little bit i'm not gonna get wasted because freaking man it's a thursday night buddy it's a thursday night <laughs> school night and uh i'm not trying to get wasted uh and but uh for the rest of the weekend we're just gonna be hanging out with family and just hopefully enjoying the good weather if there is any
0: all right, all right. And
1: watching um, fights for God's sakes I was fucking dying over the weekend. I was like, "Fuck, man! I wish <laughs> there was some fucking fights right now."
0: Well, you know what you could do to kind of get ready for all that too is that you could go and watch a bunch of old fights. That's what I've been doing, man. Like all the like fights. A, <laughs> well like where do you watch your old
1: your old, old fights like you um oh, YouTube man there's always some russian fucking version of UFC that's like putting these things out. You can find anything online nowadays. It's crazy. All
0: right, okay. What well with you, me man? I'm I'm just trying to uh, I'm just going to like a, I'm subbing for uh, uh jiu jitsu uh, Thursday morning 11am and Friday morning 11am uh, our professor is out of town he's on vacation so um, I'll be teaching jiu-jitsu so tomorrow gi- and gi- Friday I'm doing gi on Thursday no gi on Friday nice. so if any of you guys who are teammates of mine have any requests hit me up on my social Okay. otherwise I'm just doing whatever the hell I want <laughs> <laughs> because when the cat's away the mice will play I, I, I do want to give a shout out to um, one of our homies, yeah. I mentioned before our, our our fighter from Omega Martial Arts, Ray Valletti. he's training and um, we had a successful fundraiser to help pay for his airline ticket to go to fight at a WBC tournament in Italy. So congratulations, Ray. But we have a homie that's also on the US team named Gabe David. Guys, give him a follow on Instagram, underscore Gabe David, underscore. And he's selling t-shirts, to help uh, raise funds for this trip, and also this Sunday at the Arena Training Center in Livermore, uh, this Sunday he's going to be teaching a Muay Thai seminar. Nice. So all proceeds will help to get him out there to Italy. He's a top. He's a top human being, really. And it's such a good guy. Good Muay Thai fighter. Good pro. Um going out here lending his talents to the U.S. team in Italy for, uh, coming up at the end of June. So shout out to Gabe David. Uh, and I'm sure he's gonna do great shout out there.
1: Out. Nice man. And that's gonna do it for us, guys. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and don't forget to like the podcast and don't forget to share the podcast. Don't forget to follow us on our social media. My name is uh mine is Sean underscore Pierre underscore and yours, Carlo.
0: <laughs> Hopkey one on Instagram, folks.
1: This shit never gets easy. Don't forget to hit up. Uh, <laughs> don't forget to visit Magala Jiu Jitsu out in San Francisco, Fight Culture in Daly City, and Omni Movement in Hercules.
0: Hey y'all, I'm also in San Francisco over at Hopkido USA. We're with, we're with, see now I'm fucking up. We're with Aldo Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and our Golden Pizza Muay Thai team. Also check out our friends over at Pacific Ring Sports in Oakland and our homie, uh, sensei Jonathan Rojas at Sama Martial Arts in Penal.
1: Just want to give a shout out to my homie uh, Jeff out there in Parkside. He opened up his restaurant called Bering West. I'll check you out soon, my boy. Thanks, man. Congratulations. That's gonna do it for us, guys. Watch those fights. Take care. Be safe. Peace. Peace.